I'm talking like a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. And it's just being around that. It's just, it's literally all just more numbers in our spreadsheet and actually seeing some of my friends go through that growth and also just being around more people like that has been very um, exciting for me, but also it's helped me grow in a lot as a person and just think bigger, uh, which again, people say all the time, but just being around it, I've just been able to like have that experience firsthand. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, great state of Arizona and the Western Seaboard. This is Marcus Maloney, and I am the host of the Azria Show, and we have our executive director, Mike Delpreet, who is here with us. Oh, hello. And today, hi, Mike. How you doing? I didn't want to gloss over your hello. <laughs> and we are here today with Chris Lopez. Chris is a buy and hold investor, and he has a very, very unique strategy that he wants to share with us on today. So Chris, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. I always love it when I get to uh, hit the pause button from the chaos of the day and just basically like, you know, shoot, shoot the you know what and talk about real estate investing. So this is fun stuff. I love it. Thank you, guys. There you go. You're welcome. So Chris, introduce us to you. Introduce our audience to you, our listeners to you. Um, give us Give us your background. Yeah, I mean, pretty simple story. Like a lot of people, I was in college, went there for engineering degree, realized I hated it. Someone gave me a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that just like literally like whacked me across <clears throat> across the head in terms of like concepts. I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to get a job. I can go out there and also be an entrepreneur and be an investor. So that did two things for me. It planned the real estate bug, the real estate investing bug, and also got me focused on entrepreneurship. Well, I was 20. Uh, tried real estate investing, just had no resources and, and, and the internet wasn't around back then. So focused on entrepreneurship um, and then got into really two things for like my college degree. I wanted a practical degree around financial planning, uh, realized that I did not like actually helping people do like day-to-day -day financial planning and budget is very boring. But through that, like a lot of people, I did day trading, I did foreign currency trading, didn't do very well and realized through that, you know what? I'm not going to beat the stock market, but I can beat real estate. There's no insider trading rules. I met a lot of people in real estate, realtors, investors, all this. And, you know, you don't have to be the, you know, there's a broad spectrum out there of ways to go out there and build success. And so the big thing I did is I, as I turned my own investing interest and my professional interest, I pivoted towards how can I invest myself? which also coincided with me starting a new career as a realtor. So I merged the two and took a little bit of like the financial planning along with investing. And what has fast forward over the last 10 years is I turned my original principle upside down said the old adage of buy property, pay it off and never sell. And that was my mindset until I started talking to a lot of people who are wealthier and more successful than me. I was like, wow, like 99% of you guys, you don't buy stuff and pay it off. What are you doing here? 
And then that yeah. just unlocked a whole new world for me as an investor and also as an investor friendly edging, helping with my clients as well. So like it's the core theme throughout like my life basically right now. Wow. So how, how hard was that paradigm shift from what you knew coming into getting started as a real estate investor and after having these conversations, hearing what actual real estate investors were doing? It took me, it took me about six to nine months to like fully, I'll say like internalize it and just be able to have it be like, wow, not only do I understand it, but I'm a true believer and I see I see this is the path, like this is the way forward. There's no doubt. Go down this uh, lane. It took me about, about nine months between you know, interviewing a lot of people locally here on the De my Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, just other investors, had a couple of really good mentors, and they would walk through case studies of how they you know, sold a house and then bought a fourplex, essentially adult monopoly. And it was really the math that took me a while to understand it. But once I, I learned the math behind it and built like three spreadsheets for myself and kind of like I have to hit my head against the wall a few times, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it just it just changed me forever. And it was just it wasn't one of those instant ones like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it was one that had a ripple effect through my like investor self. And I think what took me the longest to really internalize it was, you know, as, as a realtor, you know, you always want to like give your clients the best, you know, the, the best advice out there. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I was like, wow, if I don't tell my clients about this and show them the way I am doing a disservice to them, doesn't mean they have to do it. It may not be for them, but if I don't show them and have them understand it for their portfolio, I am doing a disservice to them. So it took me nine months, but once it did, it literally is one of those like conceptual ships that just like change the rudder of my life for professional investing, which is, you know, a big chunk of my life. Okay. And did you have, uh, did you have some of your own rentals at the time paid off or working towards that before you had this mindset shift? I think at the time I maybe had one, maybe two. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I bought my first property, uh, in like 2011. So that's kind of like the bottom of the last crash nice. and bought a condo for dirt cheap, like $65,000 in Reno, Nevada, you know, trade for $240,000 three years before. And I was like, man, why would I ever sell this thing? And that was my plan. And then it was a few years into it when I actually became, I shifted my focus to becoming a realtor and also becoming an investor. So I started putting my active attention on there. And then that's the property I used to like, you know, really build out these models and truly understand it myself. Cause like, well, if I pay it off, I could do the math. Great. I pay it off. And once the property was paid off, I would make, I think like $15,000 a year in cash flow at best. And then as my mentor showed me, well, here's how you basically play. You go from one greenhouse to one red hotel, but here's a secret. You, you get to skip houses two, three, and four. You just go from one to the red hotels. Like, you know, I started making the concept on there. And high level, what happened was when I bought the condo, it was worth $65,000 and it rented for $1,100 a month. Mm -hmm. When I sold it, I think eight years later, it, I sold it for about two thirty-five, dollars and the rents were at $1,500. So the prices had gone up 300%. Rents had gone up 30 or 40%. So I made my mm -hmm. return appreciation. And so I had almost $200,000 in equity. Well, that's what I did was I, I sold that. Did a 1031 exchange, put $200,000 down on a fourplex in Denver and skipped from one greenhouse, skipped two, three, and four to get the Red Hotel. And it's been like, you know, I can do that a lot quicker than I can save up $200,000. I'll put it that right. way. 
Right. Which is a punchline for a lot of people. You got two or three thousand dollars your checking account? Nope. For most people, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so you wouldn't have got this experience or learned this experience from except for by having that mentor and really digging into everything. What was something else that your mentor? Well, let's talk about the power of mentorship first off. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm a, I'm a big believer in mentors. Like I always, you know, look for ways to, you know, you call them growth hacks, I think is the, is the term nowadays is, Hey, how can I go out there and achieve my goals? And I've learned that, you know, a lot of people talk about who, not how that book um, from Dan Sullivan published a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and mentors are just the right who, but they're, they're like the power user rocket ship on steroids type who, if you find the right one. And I always look for people, Hey, who is someone that's smarter than me? more successful and where I want to be. Cool. You've been down that path. I want to go down. I want to work with you because you give me a shortcut. So I've always been very intentional about finding a mentor, but here's the problem that most people do with mentors is they say, Hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee Mm. and get 40 minutes of your time? No, dude. I mean, like, you know, we're all busy people. Successful people are busy. Like, all right, so I'm going to get a $3 cup of coffee so you can, pick my brain for an hour. Woohoo. That's not exciting. And so it's very much like it's a, it's a, it's a one way street of value. Okay. It's just, and so the thing is, well, I was like, how can I create a two way street of value? And my ultimate goal is I look for a mentor where I want to go. And I look, then I go out there and I learn about the person. I go to their classes, you know, listen to podcasts, follow them on LinkedIn, you know, whatever it is. Like you can learn about people online nowadays. They're about the business and you notice a couple of things you realize maybe where some of their pain points are and also maybe some where their opportunities are. Uh, and then you can go out there and develop, you can go out there and approach the mentor and say, Hey, I got some ideas to run by you. And I, you know, I want to learn about real estate investing, but I noticed this, this, and this in your business. And actually my background is this. I did a quick mock-up. I did this for you. And for example, my background is marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a very good, I'm very good at online branding and lead generation. And a lot of people in real estate, you know, they kind of, they kind of suck at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found some really good mentors around town where they were just like OG badasses. But I was like, hey, you know, let me help you do this. And I made a two-way street. And so what that happens there is now I can add value to them and they get a value to me. And then here's a pinnacle of it is if I can turn that mentor into a business partner um, or some type of like, you know, you know, in business, investing, do some type of JV, whatever you want to call it but make it so we're like that whole adage of one plus one equals three. I've always been very focused on that. And I, and I have a pretty good track record about getting successful that way, but also turning mentors into business partners, because that's how you can growth hack experience and network and a lot of times capital as well. And I'm a big, big believer in mentors. And, you know, you go to meetups, go, go to the RIA, you know, meetups, meet people there. Like there's all those powerful locations to like meet people. So do it, but don't like, do like what they call it, like the spread, just blitz a bunch of people and extract time, hone in on a couple of people like, wow, him or her, that's who I want to be. And then, you know, slightly stalk the person a little bit and figure out you can add value to their life. That That's a great point. I love the two-way street analogy because, yeah, we do get those offers all the time. It's hard, you know, sit there for a cup of coffee, you know, and, and sometimes maybe they just don't know any better, but I think that's a great way because that's a very popular question. How, how do I get a mentor? So let's, let's save this clip, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. absolutely. So, you, you, you know, I, I love the marketing world as well. And you said, you know, in the real estate world, um, 
you know, you know, especially like Marcus and I have backgrounds in wholesaling. That's all it is, is marketing. Yeah. And so can you, you guys are only good marketers in real estate as wholesalers. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Pretty be, much. Right? So, yeah. so what can you share to maybe not those marketers or wholesalers, people that are trying to get rental properties, flips, like what are some great ways to market yourself as a real estate investor? So there's, I, I went through this journey. So even before I became a real estate agent, I did two things a lot of people do. I did a fix and flip. Okay. I made $20,000 and hated the experience. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, fix and flipping is not for me. It's not my skill set. I just don't like it. Just, you know, oil and water. Not bad, not good, just not for me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then a really good opportunity for my old business, one of my old clients was a, is a super successful agent turned investor, turned like, has had a couple TV shows on HGTV in Las Vegas. Just like he's a poster child, like whatever he wants to be. And he's like, hey, I want to take my marketing from digital or I want to take my marketing from, you know, probate list and network to online marketing. It was like eight years ago. So I started helping him out there. I was a variable. You're okay. not talking uh, about, what's his name? Is it is it Yancey? Not no. him. Is it? Okay. No, no, it's yeah. not him. Um, right. Well, uh, I got some stories for once we, once we hit out the, <laughs> once we're not recorded. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not him. Uh, but he was talking about, so just a very successful guy where I was a variable to do the, do that. And I realized, you know, doing that was a, a very specific skill set. And that's something I wanted to do because that is very much like deal focused where, hey, you got to find deals and it's transactional. It's speed matters. And what I realized was a lot of my experience where I think I could provide more value if it's what I want to do was more like the personal branding side. So not generating deals, but using that to go out there and basically put myself as a thought leader, provide value and education, but be more like that branding lead gen. And not for motivated sellers, but more for what well, along with my interest, which was more like the busy professional who wants to invest in real estate. We don't have the knowledge or the time, but they've got $200,000 that they can't put in a 401k and want to buy a piece of a property with it. Mm -hmm. um, so that I did a lot. I focused a lot on that. So I think it's getting very distinguished on what are you going through? They're both, they're, they're both great and people are usually better at one or the other, or they like one or the other. So I think it's very good to be self-aware because that was a realization I went to. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not very good at this style of marketing. I just don't like it. Mm. So I pivoted towards what I was like, you know, I get at 4 a.m. I'm pumped still to do what I do. So with that, I, I've got a really good story here because I came out to Denver. Actually, before I moved out to Denver, I launched a website, denverinvestmentrealestate.com. And I launched a podcast, Denver Real Estate Investing pod, the Podcast. Not creative names, but they say what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I had three goals with it. I need to network. I need to learn. I need to make money. So, and I was, a, I was brand new to the market and pretty much a brand new investor. So I didn't hide that. I just said, Hey, I want to learn this stuff for myself. There's a bunch of other dudes on Google that want to learn how to invest in Denver as well. I'm going to be that guy. <clears throat> and so I went out there and just started a podcast and I would just interview anyone I could. And I hacked and I found a mentor and hacked his network and his name. So I could get like, you know, big successful mm -hmm. people on there because I was with Charles. And then I just went out there and asked a bunch of questions. And it was just this amazing experience where like I learned as an investor, I got to increase my network. And we know the phrase guilty by association. Yep. It's the same thing, but I was successful by association. Oh, you're with Mark. Oh, you're with Charles. Oh, you're with Lon. Yep. Um, yeah. you know, I never mm -hmm. misrepresented myself, but like, you know, you're around successful people, you just attract more successful people and opportunities. And so I was very focused on what can I do that plays in my strength? 
where is your niche online? Cause there's no one doing content like this online for a very, very small niche. I mean, you guys know how it is. Like it's a very small niche at the state level and city level, but it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do I, what do I enjoy and how can I, how can I have like a, a multi-layered win for me on multiple levels? And, I, and do you still have that podcast? Oh yeah. We're on episode like 460 Ooh. something now. Wow. Yeah. So what have you noticed from being a new investor starting the podcast to, to episode 400? What have you learned? Oh man, we got like 18 hours. I, I, yeah. I've, I've learned, um, you know, for a lot of those sound cliche, but I've learned to focus less on like very specific strategies and more about, hey, what's the person's outcome and where's that right balance for their situation, their finances, their goals, their risk tolerance, all that. And so there's just, you know, there's a hundred different ways to win in real estate. And so I think it's very important for people to clarify what they want to do and not get sucked up in the hype. I've also realized that, um, you know, from talking to a lot of very successful people, it's amazing how a lot of times they just do one or two things really good Hmm. and they just keep doing it over and over and they delegate other tasks out. They hire other people, but just keep doing the, the, you know, this one thing while they're good at. And then once the market pivots or interest rates double, you know, they change their trend. They change their, their plans. They have very, you know, generally speaking, low emotional intelligence or not intelligence, low emotional attachment Mm -hmm. to the assets. Like, Oh, Hey, this change, this change, this change, time to move on and sell and go on to here. And so watching that has been very, very exciting. The other big thing, and it's very hard to describe. I started really feeling it out here, but I've heard people talk about it is, you, you, you know, they talk numbers and they're talking sometimes, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and some of these like big, you know, asset management companies are doing. And just yes. being around those people with that scale mindset, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm talking like a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. And it's just being around that. It's just, it's literally all just more numbers in our spreadsheet and actually seeing some of my friends go through that growth and also just being around more people like that has been very um, exciting for me, but also it's helped me grow in a lot as a person and just think bigger, mm-hmm. uh, which again, people say all the time, but just being around it, I've been able to like have that experience firsthand. A lot of knowledge there, man. Think bigger. I love that. Think bigger. Yeah. There's obviously- yeah, so every. Every time I launch a new like campaign or I've got a couple of businesses now all spun off from like the podcast and the real estate space, I do my plan. I always write the plan, go through it, do all this. And after a day or two, we could come back and say, all right. And automatically that's thinking too small. How do I think bigger and go mm-hmm. faster? And by doing that exercise, I've had some amazing breakthroughs where I'm like, oh yeah, hey, I could just do like this instead. Like, why not? I just have to call this person or get some money over here or shit. A lot of times I just go out there and just ask for it. Right. Let me just go ask. So it's been, I absolutely love it. So that's been a question I always, always ask myself in business and in investing is how do I go bigger? How do I go faster? Okay. So, so Chris, what, what does your portfolio look like right now currently? And not as, and not to say, okay, well, I have these many doors or whatever. This question is kind of leading up to, right. You started with the condo, and you flipped that and went into yep. a fourplex. So where are you? Where are you at now? So I've got about uh, eight or nine doors all around Denver Metro. So fourplexes, okay. condos, single family home, just to kind of a mixture of all that. I I'm a big fan of having a, a property manager. 
Okay. I've realized throughout the years that I'm, I'm not a good self-manager. Um, and so I, I hire an expert and make sure they don't, you know, they take care of the $4 million worth of real estate I have. Like, Hey, please don't F it mm -hmm. up, please. Don't me F it up. Um, right. so I have, I have eight doors around here because all Denver Metro. I'm a big believer in like investing in your backyard. I mean, you know, you guys are in Arizona, like, Hey, people should always look to invest where they know they have their network. They can drive by the property. It's so hard to duplicate that in other markets. Um, mm -hmm. so even though it may not be the absolute best cap rate, um, there's other intangibles on there. So in the last couple of years, I've gotten more into passive investing as well through like syndications and like some various funds. Um, just because okay. as I, as my network has expanded, I now, you know, know some amazing operators who do some really good deals. So I can get some like, you know, a lot of them like require a seven figure check, but they're like, oh, your friends and family, you can, you know, you can chip in here with whatever you can, you know, right. rub together. I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. So I absolutely take those opportunities because, you know, they're amazing returns. Yeah. And so I converted one of my IRAs over to 401k a couple of years ago, do passive investing with it as well. So a lot of my portfolio is that. So I very much view it as like, I buy local uh, or I buy active rentals locally where I live and just have this huge advantage of being a local network. And then, you know, for out of state, for like diversity reasons and just different return metrics, I invest out of there via like syndications and funds. Because okay. at that level, like I, I'm a big believer in, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, a very small fraction of millions of dollars. They're hiring, it's professional operators, professional management. And in my mind, it's a lot less risk than me trying to go out there and buy a turnkey property in Ohio. Um, so that's how very much I've layered my things. And I look at it, like everything active is, is Denver. It's highly concentrated. And then anything that's outside of like what I know and in my backyard, I do it through passive investing for uh, professional management okay. and also just expertise. Perfect. That's great. I mean, that's 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 good because like you said, you could get sidetracked and said, okay, well, you know what? I'm doing deals here in Denver. Let me go to, you know, Texas and try and do things on my own in Texas. You say, you know what? I'll take the syndication route. I yep. know operators. Let me just put some money with them and let them be the professionals. And I'll just sit back and get the returns or the dividends from that. Yep. Because yeah, they're better than I am. A lot going on, man. So so are we missing like a main topic or anything? So we talked about marketing, personal branding, your rentals, 400 episodes, thinking big. Um, you have a book behind you. Did you write a book or is that like your favorite book? No, I, I, I wrote a book. So this, all right, what else you got uh, going, man? <laughs> I love it. Oh, so you can big here. Yeah. Well here again, I, I, I try to do things contrarian. So I, I do too. Every year I publish a book. Uh, this is the 2022 guide to Colorado real estate investing strategies. Oh, wow. So it's a crowdsourced book where I have about 45 other investors writing their goals and strategies. So what's cool about this is it's got this multi-layer thing. I'm a big fan. Like I think I think everyone should self-publish a book um, because it puts you as an expert. If you're a book author, you're instantly an expert. Whether the book's good or you know not good, to put it politely, you're you're an mm -hmm. author. So it plays on human psychology. But you know, I publish these books through Amazon.com, so you can self-publish books through there for you know relatively very very inexpensive and mm -hmm. have no inventory you have to hold but you publish a book on a very niche topic that you know about. And then what this is, this is my business card. I mm -hmm. literally do not have a business card. I have two business cards. They say, Hey, here's a book or Google me. And 
Yeah, I'm a marketer. If you can't Google me, I don't do my job. But the book's the main thing because it's very unique. And then what happens to business cards and brochures and trifolds and flyers? They always end up in the trash can. Yeah, true. Not. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, Because one thing we get here at the RIA is... um you know, foreign investors, out-of-state investors, everyone loves to come to Arizona and invest for their, for many different reasons. And it's always like, Mike, where do I start? Where do I go? And so we started putting together the ultimate guide to investing in Arizona, you know? So I'm really yeah. curious to see what you got in there to get some ideas, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I- I'll so, buy it. Where do we go? Is it on Amazon? It's it's on Amazon. Um, yeah, so I, I, I written this and I've also written on the, like I've done a, a book. It's funny, so the title, it's called The Ultimate House Hacking Guide to Denver. And so how yeah. did the house hack in Denver, which is a big part of like my realtor business. Uh, I mean, that's been like a hundred million dollar plus campaign. It's been phenomenal in wow. terms of like sales volume. So the same thing, you know this knowledge, you're already repeating it. It's not that much more to sit down, put in a Word doc and then hire someone or you go off of five or not work and spend a couple thousand bucks and, you know, hire some editors and formatters and do all that. And then you hand it out, you're the expert. And then hopefully people read it before they talk to you. But like, I, I'm a huge proponent of it. Um, so yeah. So you it. are the, the authority in Denver, sounds like. No, I mean, at least I, oh, at least oh, I pair oh. that way. <laughs> no, I'm saying, hey, so this is it. So I, I, I pause Lovely. here because this is marketing, right? This, this is one yeah. of my love-hate things. Perception is reality. Um, <laughs> now, am I the best investor in Denver? Absolutely not. Um, but I know the smartest people. I've learned a lot through them. So, you know, hey, I bring that knowledge to the forefront. I'm like, hey, talk to this guy, talk to this guy, build them up. And I extract knowledge from them. And then therefore, I'm the go-to guy with one of the best networks in Denver now. And okay. we all know, like, knowing the who's in real estate you know, leads to a lot of deals. Yeah. And that's yeah. one thing um, we like to, you know, get across here at Esri is you're connecting the dots. Yeah. You don't have to be the smartest one, but you know, the smartest one and you can get you to get someone in touch with the smartest one and where something good could happen. And you change yeah. lives, you help both parties and you're that person that made that connection. And they'll always remember that. That's huge, man. Um, yeah. And that's why I always, I mean, always go to the meetups, always do the networking portions of the RIA meetups. Like I, I went to faithfully the one up here in Denver for the first couple of years to just network, meet people, learn. Um, don't go quite as much now between, you know, after COVID and the habits change, but it was a great starting out point for me and a great place to network. Um, I'm, like, I'm saying Chris, Chris, he's coming, man. Look out for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's interesting though, too, man. There, there's a quarter between Denver and Arizona. I have a lot of people from Denver going to Arizona or vice versa. It's been, mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like there's a quarter between us. Yeah, it's always back and forth, right? Yeah. I love Denver. I've been to Denver, man. Really, I live downtown. I was down there. Um, I went to like a cigar bar. It was like an old, like Churchill style. You know, place I'm talking about? No, I'm, I'm no, not no. a cigar person, man. I'm, oh. I'm like, I'm a middle aged guy in the suburbs. I don't do much cool <laughs> stuff anymore. <laughs> love it. Love it. All good, man. So, um, what else we got? So you got a, you got a couple of books you can get on Amazon, especially in, so let's talk about the investor friendly agent aspect of it. Right. So like, how'd you get in that world? And, um, you know, you know, cause that we, we push that here. So it's like, yeah. Hey, if you're going to work with a, a CPA, they should invest in real estate, kind of the Robert Kiyosaki stuff. If you're in work with an agent, they should be investing in real estate, vice versa. So, um, Maybe talk along those lines, you know. How yeah, I mean, I can, uh, like I said, all this came about, like I tried to merge like my interests and my passions with like my career. Like, 
you know, cause then it's, you know, it's just more exciting for me. Like I, you know, I love 90% of what I do every day still. Like there's very little stuff that's a, that's a drag for me. And so like, Hey, this is stuff that I want to do for myself, my portfolio and ultimately my family. And so I am interested and I just a lot of times document what I'm doing and learn from others. And I realized, Hey, what's the best way to monetize that? And that's, you know, by documenting via the podcast and also being an investor friendly realtor. Cause there's a lot of people out there. Like I said, and I, I gotten very clear. My niche is I don't, it's not fixing flippers. It's not people doing the short term, you know, short term stuff, turn around things real fast. It's people are like, Hey, I'm busy. I've got a wife. I got kids. I'm a high income earner, small business owner. But man, I've got some cash and I know I'm buying real estate. Can you help me do it? Yes, I can. And so I've gotten very clear in my niche because that's who I am. I just basically replicated myself to say, hey, who do I want out there? I want more people like me because I can talk their language and we can just grow together. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a very fun journey for me because like I said, it, it hits someone like I've, I've always had the interest in financial planning for decades now. So I've carved out a very interesting niche here for myself where I talk about basically being a real estate financial planner. Hey, let me review your portfolio. Let's review your goals and talk about what we can do there. And then this is just going back to power thinking big and talking about the, the power of like media scale. What's crazy is what's come out of like between like focusing on that niche and also growing a business that way is I learned all these concepts. I built some really cool spreadsheets. And as I was growing for my business, for my, I have a like a seven person real estate team here. Uh, and we do 100 plus million years in sales. So we're, we're a high producing team. Um, I was like, wow, we need a more effective way to go out there and review people's portfolios. And there's nothing online, no software. And I reached out to my community via the podcast and found a software consultant who was one of my previous clients. And so he started on the, doing a side hustle to take our spreadsheet and build onto an online app. Fast forward basically 20 months later, and just like six weeks ago, we officially launched it. It's mm -hmm. a software called Property Llama. And it's like an yeah. online investor dashboard where people can put their properties in there and actually get like all these metrics kind of auto-populated for them. Kind of like the way Credit Karma gives you those tips like, hey, think about this, or you yeah. should do this. That's what we're aspiring to be as well, but for like that long-term rental wealth building. And so I talk about this because if you focus on like one really core thing, which for me has been that long-term wealth building, it's changed my trajectory as an investor. It's built an amazing brokerage where we do $100 million a year in sales with a lot of that in mind. It's led to creating a software application. It's led to also launching, uh, we're in the early stages of launching like an agent certification program on how to be investor-friendly realtor in that topic. And it's all because of that one concept that I've been working on for like eight years personally, but I keep doing it. And so it's a mixture of, I love this. Mm -hmm. It resonates with me. There's no else to do in the marketplace and I keep doing it. And it's led one of the things where it's just had this huge ripple effect for like growth and just, you know, adding value to clients and the realtors. And so like, to me, that's like the, the very big picture story arc and goes back to what all these successful people I've learned from. Stay focused on one or two core things and just become the absolute best damn expert and keep doing it. And you know what? 10,000 hours later, you're going to be the expert and you should have a very, very good amount of income after you've worked really hard and you've been smart about scaling. 10,000 hours. What book was that? Uh, one of the Malcolm Gladwell books. Yeah. Not, not the tipping point. Or was it? I don't think it was a tipping point. One of those. is Malcolm Gladwell, though. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you, do you, do you yeah. think... 10,000 hours in the podcasts 
or 400 about 10,000 hours of podcast not in the podcast but I have 10,000 hours plus and I'd say all my market like I'm like I said I'm, I'm almost 41 now when I was 19 this is like 2003 like AOL CD-ROM days nice uh, oh. I got into all my marketing not real estate <laughs> and I've done Google and as I grew up with the internet and I've just I've yeah. probably spent 50 hours a week marketing every week for the last 20 years so like I just wow. I know how to like create content and then make it speak to the person on their side of the computer screen huge maybe yeah. like, oh. <laughs> but that, sure. that's where I spend my time and you know that's it's all marketing also, media media scale man you know you get massive scale through that love it man As you guys know you know you guys yeah. are on a podcast yeah it goes yep yep one person or a thousand people listen to it same amount of work we're we're at we're pushing episode 70 i think roughly yep. so we're, we're still a bit we're young here baby steps baby steps well you're you're past the uh i call it like the the five episode pity trap where, okay. you know, you know how it is. It's just like the podcast world is a scattered with one episode podcast, two episode yeah. podcast, and people do it. And you know, their mom, their brother, their sister listens to the first one or two. Then beyond that, they can't do anymore, and they fall off. So like, yeah, they don't. I, they don't know that five's the, a hurdle. Yeah, the dedication and commitment you have to put into it in order for it to be successful. What's next, man? What do, What do you have coming up next? What should we keep an eye out on? Um, man, it's just, I'm in like a scale up phase right now. So a lot of my effort is going into like really just focusing on the property llama software and kind of putting together that certification for agent training. Like I realized that's where a lot of like, you know, my passion's lying, a lot of scale and just has like opportunity to appear like the, the people I have, like in my, in the various companies I work with and on the ancillary fringes of other companies, it's just like, wow, all the stars are aligning. It here's like this, you know, the, the universe has rolled out this red carpet to me for this time in my life. I'm like, I just have to execute and not basically not F it up because, you know, for a couple of mm -hmm. years, I'll have this perfect alignment and I won't anymore. If I don't 100% commit to it and try to grow it, I'm going to be 60, 70, 80. And I'm going to be pissed off and regretful. Yeah. Whether whether they're successful or not, I got to go 100% in on there because like, you know, I don't, I don't want any regrets on there. So it's, it's all just about essentially helping investors realize that buying the property and paying it off is one of the biggest lies in real estate and not the way to build wealth on at scale like others. And the second point of that is helping agents kind of be that uh, fiduciary and helping, you know, really educate the clients and ultimately helping them transact. That's where my passion is. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You yeah. And um, also, we I was talking about something yesterday. What you just said, you're you're in a line, right? Everything's all the stars is working for you. I think getting to that point and having that feeling is uh, through all my life has been the hard part, right? So the fact that you believe that it's aligned, you now you're it allows you to receive. So I really think yes. keep that keep that belief, man, that it's aligned. If, Rather than getting that grumpy old man attitude, which we all get a little bit, right? Or <laughs> when you know, throw oh the yeah. Game. So keep that belief, man. I see it coming, man. That's awesome. No, that's such a that's such a good point to remind of because it just it becomes that uh, that self spinning flywheel where they just kind of like they make each other go and becomes uh, they feed each other. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Keep so in addition to that, you know, it's it's working out and, and drinking coffee. Then I, then I don't get grumpy yeah. as well. Or just drink coffee. coffee is a <laughs> the mindset doesn't overcome coffee. Um, it's yeah. coffee first, mindset second. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. So, Chris, uh, we want to thank you, man, for definitely being yeah. here because you gave us some some great insight uh, on some things. You know, you don't have to try and pay your properties off in order for you to scale. You got to use those properties and and bid up and and get greater later is what I what I always like to say. So you guys yep. know how to find Chris. He said, just Google his name, Chris Lopez. You'll definitely find him. Um, reach out to him. Look for his book on Amazon. And Chris, man, again, thank you so much for being here. Truly an inspiration. Oh, thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So that's another episode of the Azria Show. You all know what to do. The episodes drop every Friday. Um, so this episode will be airing on a Friday. Coming to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.